Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Vittles and Vitals podcast, where we talk about important stuff and how that stuff connects to food, because everything connects to food. I'm Jay Reed. I'm the father. And I'm Jacob Reed. I'm the son, and we're your hosts. So we're following our sort of, I don't know if we could say anything as usual now. We're in season two, supposedly. but Yeah, we are. Uh, but this year, we have kind of covered the holidays as they've come along, mm-hmm. and I don't know what we're going to do next year. Uh, when these <laughs> holidays come along, I don't know. We'll have to be creative. We're gonna make it to a season three. Of course we are. Um, so anyway, so coming up this at the end of this week after this drops will be Valentine's Day. So Jacob, what before you did all your massive, extensive research you know, on this hours, uh, days? Yes. Tuss- so what did you know about Valentine's Day? Well, besides you know the typical, you know, there's love in the air. And, you know, everybody is going, everybody's trying to find a little boo thing to spend Valentine's Day with. You're going to have to get it. You're going to get us an explicit rating if you're not careful. With a boo thing. Thank you, Gran. Um, but pretty much the, the two big things is there's a lot of pink wrapped and pink <laughs> candies that pop out out of nowhere. True. Like the day after New Year's, it's like pink stuff everywhere. And then, um, yeah, people are... Heart-shaped Reese's. Heart-shaped Reese's. And then there's a lot of people out there that are trying to either impress a girl or something like that. In high school, there was a lot of rose sales. Apparently, that's a thing. You get, like, a singular rose for a person. Okay. Send it anonymously, like a creep. (laughs) So... I'm I'm gonna assume since you said it that way that you didn't do that. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't like girls enough to send them a rose, or I thought I was too weird to do that. Which, looking back, <laughs> I was a little weird. So, what about the history? What do you know about the history? You told me an interesting story. Uh, uh the one thing that I kind of knew before this episode was that um, Saint Valentine, who's the holiday is based upon, or has his name, uh, would write letters to his boothang. And he would sign it, Your Valentine. Okay. Well, I actually did not come across that, but I did come across some very interesting stuff that I thought was fun enough to share. And one of the things, I mean, sort of the overarching thing is that uh, this is another holiday, or I should say, it, it is a holiday based on persecution and martyrdom. Yay for Christian holidays. So this is like a Nick Ripkin style holiday. You know, something he should adopt. Uh, the expert on persecution. Um, but here's the thing. the There was supposedly a St. Valentine. There may have mm-hmm. been two St. Valentines. You see that there was multiple. Right. So the thing about, you know, we've talked this about Christmas and maybe uh, Easter is coming. So we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Of course. But there's a lot of holidays that have come along that started off as like Roman or pagan holidays that, were Christianized mm-hmm. uh, and made into a different holiday. So that's the same kind of thing here. The original uh, mid-February holiday was called Lupercalia. It's a Roman festival. Bless you. And uh, it had to do with spring coming. It had to do with fertility rites. And I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds here because I do want to keep this a family podcast. Mm-hmm. But here's some... I just, I just can't say small, how... If there's a small child in the room, maybe this is the time to send him off to play I'm gonna with the keep it. I'm going to keep it nice... And I'm also going to put out this disclaimer that 
we do not endorse any of the procedures or policies adopted by the Lupercalians not that at all. started this off. So this is in ancient Rome, and the Feast of Lupercalia involved men who sacrificed a goat and a dog. Naturally. They would take the skins of the goat and the dog mm-hmm. and whip women with the hides of those animals. Wow. Here's the thing. It says young women would actually line up for the men to hit them because they thought it would make them more fertile. Mm-hmm. So it was a voluntary, but kind of a bit one-sided. Um, so I think you read this, that there was a, and I have to kind of move to another page here. There was um, there was also some sort of a lottery. Yes. So they would put names of women in the jar, and the men would draw names, and for the rest of the festival, they were sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. Sometimes it would go on, you know, beyond that. Sometimes they would get married. Sometimes they would get married. So it was a... Um, yeah, it was a, a rather odd. Aren't you just glad pastime? that we don't have to do that anymore? I'm glad that like, we don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to court a woman by going and sacrificing a goat and a and a dog and then running and hoping that you can paddywhack somebody. Yeah, goat goat sacrificing is really uh it just takes kind of the the joy out of Yeah. out of Valentine's Day. Yeah, no, I can I can see that. So we'll leave that for another holiday. So anyway, that's kind of where it came from, or that I shouldn't say it came from. That's where it started, and then let's see. This was uh, it's involved an emperor and a saint, Emperor Claudius II, um, executed two different men named Valentine, supposedly, and executed them both on February 14th in the third century A.D. Hmm. And then the Catholic Church kind of took their martyrdom and made it into a Valentine's Day. The thing about it is, there's this, there's two stories. One was of a Saint Valentine who was, um, he was sent. He was kind of captured or you know imprisoned, was put with his family, and the family let him talk, and he kind of led them to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the emperor got mad, and he beheaded Saint Valentine, and you know he was kind of made into a, a saint because of that. Yeah. Another year, same emperor, same story. So they're not sure. If there were actually two different mm-hmm. St. Valentines, but there were, it might have been one of those things where the same story is told mm-hmm. um, about the same guy, but the story's told a little different, and yeah, then and it, it comes out as the same up. thing. But in any case, Pope, I don't know how to say this, but it's Gelasius. Like, Bless so, you. So Pope Jello the I uh, <laughs> is the one who decided to do this. And this is really funny. This guy named Linsky was uh, one that wrote this article, and he said that... Uh, it was a little more, um, talking about once they supposedly Christianize it, it was a little more of a drunken revel, but the Christians put clothes back on it. hey <laughs> So apparently when the Romans did it, there was less clothing, and we'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess another thing is cards. Uh, one of the big things, and in, in, in to stick to our practice of you know what makes this vital, obviously a lot of money mm-hmm. spent on this holiday. Did you come across any numbers? I didn't really come across any numbers, but I did find a really interesting fact about it, that paper cards became very popular in the day of Shakespeare. That so was, yep. I didn't know if you had already had that fact, but... Shakespeare was, you know, he was a, a sonnet writer and mm-hmm. wrote about love. Yes. And so he he was a big part. Uh, Chaucer apparently did the same thing mm-hmm. in his writings. Um Hallmark, we'll come to this in a minute, but there was a like a, a day, a line drawn in the sand and Hallmark got involved. But before we get to that, 
actually two different websites. It may have been different years, and if it's even if it's different years, it's still incredible. One site said that we would spend across the world eighteen point six billion dollars overall on Valentine's Day related stuff. Um, another site I th- saw said twenty seven point four billion. That's billion with a B, as we have said before. Mm-hmm. Lots, of course, that's everything. That's food and you know dinner out and and chocolate mm-hmm. and you know other gifts and trips. I'm sure. So just tons of stuff. Average per person is about two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting though, because uh, seeing some numbers right now, only about fifty one percent of Americans actually participate in it. So that's a lot of money. And why do you, Why do you think they don't participate? Well, either one, they don't have a boothang, or a lot of people they just don't celebrate it because they don't really think it's that much of a holiday. Yeah, it's but it's like a, a widely celebrated. I mean, it's, it's not just an American widely. thing. No, you are right. It's I mean, a very widely. Lupercalia is an Italian thing. Yeah, no, you, you're not wrong. It's definitely a widespread, but a lot of people are just kind of like, it's just a money grab, you know? Yeah, well, that started in 1913 when Hallmark cards began oh, mass producing so. Valentines. <laughs> ah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much you know the the thing of it as far as cards go. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned that some people don't celebrate, and you probably have heard the term Galentine's Day. I have. So that have. the idea is not necessarily. And I did a little reading on this, and it supposedly it's not just a bunch of girls getting together uh, that don't have dates. It's just mm-hmm. girls getting together and having fun as girls. Yeah. The what I didn't realize even though I'd heard of that term, Mm -hmm. was that uh, Leslie Nope, uh, the character played by Amy Poehler Mm -hmm. in Parks and Recreation, they actually coined that term on that show. Really? That wasn't a thing before that show? Apparently not. I mean, you know. That's really interesting. I didn't dig deep into that to find out if it was true or not because, you know, it's on the internet. No. You're right. We can trust everything on the internet. But I do know that you can tell when Valentine's Day, even if, you know, you're not keeping track of the calendar, but you can tell because... All of a sudden, my Facebook and my Instagram and my Twitter are all just full of these pictures of these groups of women celebrating Valentine's Day. And I'm like... So what I want to know is, why no Palentine's Day? Do guys do this? Probably not, because due to masculine standards set forward <laughs> by our society, it'd be a little weird if a bunch of guys got together to celebrate Palentine's. Probably so. No, no slumber parties in pajamas and uh, pints of Ben and Jerry's for us. Now, hold up right there. <laughs> I can get behind some pints of Ben and Jerry's. Well, truth be told, I was telling Jacob earlier, this is the first Valentine's Day in history that each of us, in our little family of four, mm-hmm. have had a Valentine. That is true. And sadly, my wife and I will be apart. It'll be Jay and Tine's Day. Yes. I'll be, I, I may have a pint of Ben Jerry's because yeah. I'll be old... sitting around by myself watching Disney Plus, I'm sure. Yeah. One might say I will be on Winnentine's Day. Winnen, oh. No, see, that was bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll be driving to Win Arkansas for a day. But at least now. you'll be with your Valentine. But yes, my Valentine will at least be in one of the four cards going. And so. I expect Lauren will be with her Valentine. Mom, your mom will be with her mother, mm-hmm. taking care of her, and I will be here, lonesome and sad. And That's also another. Do you know what sad stands for? On on for Valentine's Day, Secretly. single single awareness day. Don't like that. <laughs> There's actually a singles day they celebrate in China. I came okay. across this in my vast research, and it 
it's hilarious. It's in November, and it's kind of a protest of Valentine's Day. I don't know why it's in November, but it's where singles buy stuff for themselves. Hey! And apparently last year, assuming the website I got this from was current, uh, the biggest online shopping company in China took in more than $5.7 billion on singles days. On singles day. Wow. That's... Which is it says two and a half times the total American retailers netted on Cyber Monday. So what big... are they what are you ordering for yourself? Is this like the time to buy yourself a car? Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Who knows? And then many... there's just on that same note, Finland has a friendship day. Um that's that's actually on February fourteenth. So there's some other things too that like as far as alternatives, I ran across this a couple of years ago. Pretty sure they're doing it again. El Paso Zoo and some other places mm. around the country. If you if you stay on social media all the time, which you shouldn't, but if you do, you've probably seen this, where you can send in the name of one of your exes, mm-hmm. and the zoo will name a cockroach after <laughs> your ex, and on Valentine's Day, live streamed, you can watch the cockroach Named after your ex being fed to a meerkat. Do do you think they like run the names of the like the? They're the gonna put the name. The names are like I read this are all over like the like the display of mm-hmm. around the meerkat exhibit or whatever you call it the meerkat habitat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some other ways too. I can't remember all the different ways, but the names are out there. I don't I'm know if you sure know. It's a pretty big fundraiser for them too. And I, I wonder if they starve the meerkats for a couple of days before. Uh, just probably so they not. Eat I feel a like cockroaches. I feel like a, a meerkat is, enjoys a good cockroach every once in a while. <laughs> Apparently, Probably they're so. ethically frozen. I learned that today. Beg your pardon? They are ethically eth- ethically, ethically frozen. The cockroaches are ethically frozen. That is a new term that I never have heard before. And you probably didn't need to know that in your life. Probably but that's a real thing. That's funny. So, yeah, I'm trying to look and see if there's any more history. We covered the martyrdom. We covered the persecution and those little cuddly words mm-hmm. for, uh, for Valentine's Day. Yeah, so besides the decapitated... Uh, St. Valentine's, I think that just about covers the history. It's not a super deep history, but it's a little bit more than most people probably expected for a holiday that has just become a kind of a, a money grab. But now to our favorite part of every episode. The vittles. Yes. So, what cool vittles are going to be available on this Valentine's Day? Well, as we said, one of the things that you look for, that I look for in every holiday, is what shape will the Reese's be? Mm-hmm. So, pretty simple at Valentine's. It's a heart, of course. Actually, I have not had one this That's year. what I'm trying to think. I don't, like a Reese's period? Like a, well, I haven't had a Reese's. No, actually, I haven't had any Reese's that's specifically shaped as a Valentine this, this season. Okay, that, that makes more sense. Because I'm trying to think, because... I don't think I've ever eaten a heart-shaped Reese's. That not that I can oh, remember. Wow, we should go home, get some on the way home. Maybe because but, they taste like Reese's. Yeah, I know, and they're probably delicious. But I'm just like trying to think because like I can remember eating trees, pumpkins. I can't like distinctly remembering heart. I'm sure I had yeah, it because I'm, I'm sure you your have, child because I probably gave it to you. Yeah. But there is um, trying to think the the Reese's is the thing that I look for that I know. The reason I haven't had one is because I just ate my last bite of Halloween candy a couple of days ago. Congrats. That's uh, a big moment. I think I'm on my last bit of Christmas stocking stuff now, so I just haven't needed any more yeah. candy. However, I was at Dollar Tree the other day, mm-hmm. and I was in the checkout line, and they had these Russell Stover bags of white chocolate-covered strawberry creams, and they were I've so had those. 
Amazing. Those are really good. I ate the entire bag. Of course, there was only six because it was a Dollar Tree bag. Yeah. But I ate the whole bag before I got- That was a I glorious got, six. Before I got to my next destination, it was my lunch. So that's chocolatey. Russell Stover actually is heavily involved in the Valentine's industry. But to back up just a bit, part of the reason some people think that chocolate is highly associated with Valentine's, Valentine's, love, et cetera, et cetera, and chocolate has been seen or has been known as an aphrodisiac mm-hmm. for years and years, like all the way back to the time of the Aztecs. So we're not going to dwell on this. Just acknowledge it. We got uh, Moctezuma or Montezuma, the Aztec emperor, was uh, they were drinking hot chocolate apparently in their own sort of way. Um, so Cortez took that back to Spain, became very popular, went to Italy and France. Casanova called chocolate the elixir of love. Hey. Marquis de Sade, who was apparently kind of a wild guy, celebrated it too. So anyway, then you got Charles II, uh, one of the, let's see, 1669, England's first chocoholic, this one website says. Uh, spent, I don't know how much, 229 pounds was worth in 1669, but apparently it was a pretty huge amount. I guess if you're king, you can do what you want. So in 1847... British chocolate maker J.S. Fry and Sons produced the first modern-day bar, the first chocolate bar. Chocolate bar. Uh-huh. Okay. But, unfortunately for them, Cadbury is the one that made Valentine's Day mm-hmm. so chocolatey. It's 1868. They created... Well, first they came up fancy boxes of chocolate, but in 1868, the fancy boxes of chocolates took on a heart shape. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a significant day. Now, 40 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolates will be sold this year. Hmm. And half of those are Russell Stover. Wow. So yeah. Russell Stover is kind of the big one with the... Uh... I would say, you know, you see a lot of Whitmans around too, but I think Russell Stover is kind of the the king. But, and you mentioned this earlier, this other candy that you wanted to discuss, um, even though we might spend a billion dollars for Valentine's Day candy... It says 75% of that will be chocolate, but, you know, here we are at the internet again. Um, There's going to be other things, too. Um, And one of them is, oh, wow. So, the World Wide Web, the breaking news. uh, What was the date exactly? 1669. Let me uh, adjust. 29 pounds in 1669 because of the wonders of the internet. Thank you to the Bank of England. Oh, right. So 6,368 pounds, which is like, which is about 15 grand. Is that right? Yeah. Something like that. I know it's at least probably a couple pounds a dollar Mm. or a couple dollars for a pound. Yeah. I think it's. Anyway, that's a lot of money to spend on chocolate. Mm -hmm. No, it's. Even if it was just dollars, that would be $500 a month Mm -hmm. on chocolate. Yeah. No, it's. Which seems like a lot. But if you don't like chocolate, you know, you can go to. Olive Garden this year. They're not sponsoring us. This is free. What are they doing at Olive Garden? You can get a bouquet of breadsticks. Now, see, that's the kind of bouquet I want. And I heard, I didn't get to hear the whole story, but this morning I was listening to the news on the way to work, and they were about to talk about a bouquet of ribs, but they never got to it, and I had to, you know, get out the car and go to work. That's also another... I'm I'm starting to like this bouquet idea. Just You got me a candy bouquet one time. That was pretty awesome. I bought you a candy bouquet? Yeah. Uh, you sure I bought it? No, I, I'm pretty sure you bought it because I told you <laughs> specifically. 
Oh, you want? <laughs> yeah, because it was legally blonde. It was at the end of legally blonde. That's right. Instead of buying you flowers like everybody else, we bought you a bouquet of chocolate. You are so right. I forgot yep. about that. So that was another great bouquet. Yeah, that was a different holiday. Different holiday, but still, still ties into the conversation. <laughs> That's funny. So I guess uh, apparently the the uh, the number one candy is the little chalky sweetheart sweethearts. With the messages on them. <laughs> the other day, I was talking to my girlfriend about um, recording this episode, and I was like, you know, we're gonna have to talk about that that candy that's like heart shaped and thing. It's like the one that tastes like chalk. And I said, yes, the ones that taste like chalk. Why do we buy those? I, I think it's tradition. I think it is tradition. I don't know what company makes those, but they are holding on for dear life with those traditions. But apparently, it's 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 like the big seller. It's still the big seller. Like that is confusing. It, it overtook can, chocolate in one study. That's crazy because you can buy like three thousand for a buck. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a ton. Um, but yeah, CandyStore.com, looking at candy sales from the past ten years, specifically with candy bought around Valentine's Day, and it said for the first time in recent memory, conversation hearts. That's another word for okay, it. Conversation, conversation hearts. hearts. Uh, dethroned heart-shaped boxes of chocolates for the number one Valentine's Day candy. Hmm. So. It says 10% of the candy sales were conversation hearts and only 9.6 was chocolate. So that's not much difference. Okay, so that's pretty close. But still, if 8.2 billion conversation hearts will be produced. It's a lot of it's a lot of chalk. Seven plus billion people in the world, so that's at least one conversation heart per person. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's like a conversation heart and then a one millionth or something like that. Yeah, so... In Mississippi, when you know, because they always have the websites that say the favorite whatever mm. in every state. So apparently, in Mississippi, where this uh, podcast is being recorded, heart-shaped box of chocolates, conversation hearts, duh duh, and chocolate roses. I've never had a chocolate rose. Do you think it's just chocolate in the shape of a rose? Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, because a chocolate-covered rose would not be as tasty. Yeah, no, you're right. Although things with rose water in them are sold and enjoyed by certain segments of the culture. That is also true. And not, and I'm not in that segment. Yeah, but interesting. I would not expect that. I thought something else would. I don't know what <laughs> else would be there. I don't know. Hershey's maybe? I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not excited about that. So, But, Dad, what's all the at, cool stuff that we can get that is also heart-shaped? Well, a few years ago, I had, like, the best heart-shaped day ever. Uh, and it was Valentine's Day. I just mean uh, I found a lot of things. Started off with a heart-shaped chicken biscuit. Oh, Chick Fil A, and for dinner I'll I'll do the top and the bottom, and then I'll go back to the middle. Uh, for dinner, Hungry Howie mm-hmm. had a heart shaped pizza, mm-hmm. and actually that year I think they've changed it. I think it's like six ninety nine this year just to order a heart shaped pizza. That year, if you got a regular pizza, a regular price, you could get the second pizza, which was heart shaped, for two fourteen. Ah, look at that! That's uh, a good. See what they good. did there. So that was the anchor meals. Mm. In between, I went to Aunt Marty's Bakery. Moment of silence. Oh, man, I missed that place. That wasn't silent. That wasn't silent. But that was a, <laughs> that was a longing of the heart. She had a heart-shaped brownie with cookies and cream frosting, which was pretty awesome. Wow. Um, and then Nine Two Nine Coffee Bar here in town had heart-shaped cookies with message with frosting mm-hmm. and conversation heart messages that's funny yeah. i remember that when they but way that. better tasting than the conversation hearts mm-hmm. way better and then the biscuit shop didn't have heart-shaped biscuits but they had biscuits with you know valentine color icing and yeah. some sugar-coated stuff so 
Um, but my my thing for, and I've come a long way. I'm gonna tell you a story. Back when, because I like red velvet, I like mm. pretty much anything it's red velvet. Cake. I saw a uh, a post today from Jubilations Coffee House in West Point. Mm-hmm. They have red velvet whoopie pies, and that just sounds so amazing to me. So we're going to West Point. Yeah, we need to go to West Point. Um, so when I was probably sixth grade, seventh grade, early, maybe seventh or eighth grade, early days of, of church youth group, mm-hmm. we had Valentine's banquets. Thank goodness they have quit doing that. I was going to say, thank God I didn't go to one of those. <laughs> that was a lot of pressure um, for church. So anybody, and we had them and we, we did everything. We had the backdrops for the pictures, you dressed up and all this. I remember the first one I went to was the first time I ever bought, I made my parents take me up to the carousel, which is the children's clothing place here in town. And I bought khakis, blue blazer, blue button down shirt. Wow. Uh, and a tie. I don't know if I bought all that. How old were you? I was probably seventh grade. Wow. Yep. Going to the kid's store. Well, hey, you know, it, it, it goes on up. Little squirt. I wasn't in high school Little yet. Little squirt. Yeah, well, I was short. I was really, really short. But anyway, so I had my date to the banquet, Mm -hmm. and everything went fine. We were just friends, but you had to have a you know you'd have to have a date, but you know most people did. So anyway, I'm hanging with my date, and for dessert they gave us red velvet cake with either I'll say cream cheese icing. It was probably just white icing. Yeah. But in any case, at that time I didn't like red velvet because red velvet has a really unique kind of flavor and mm-hmm. i had i think i had gotten a bad piece one time and yeah. just kind of that flavor too much vinegar or something too much vinegar and maybe the flavor just kind of stuck with me and so i didn't eat it so i'm handing trying to be nice and people are coming around adults are coming around and picking up our plates before the entertainment started yeah. and oh yeah we had a magician in the sanctuary this is in a, a big in a baptist deal. church yes it was wow. a big I deal i don't know if we could get a Magician in there now. Magician or ventriloquist or something. But anyway, we had entertainment. We were leaving the fellowship hall to go to the sanctuary for the entertainment. And we were passing our, you know, plates back to it. So yeah. I picked up my cart, not cardboard, my paper plate with the Uh-oh. red velvet cake on it. Uh-oh. It bends. Uh-oh. And it falls <sighs> icing first mm. on my brand new Navy blazer. Oh. And so, you know, they tried to help me scrape as much off as I could. But so for the rest of the night... Embarrassment little, and shame yep. with all the icing all over my blazer. <laughs> and that's rough. That's the last oh that's not the last time I went out with that person, but um we're both married to other people now. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but now, I mean, red velvet is the thing. Oh gosh. I love my red I velvet. I love red velvet so much. Red velvet cake, red velvet pretty much Cupcakes, anything. Ice cream. Cookies. Yeah. Now cupcakes uh, yeah, I like a yeah, have a cupcakes I like. Yeah, if they're done right. Oh, if done believe right. me, Lindsay Lauderdale, she can do a, a red velvet cupcake really sure. well. So, real quick, what do you think? I, I found this list of the top ten uh, most researched recipes on BBCGoodFood.com. So okay. this is kind of a an English thing, but what what are some of the things you think might be on that list? Uh, can be sweet or savory. A uh, steak. Steak is number one. Steak with peppercorn sauce. Of course. Good job. What? What do you think next? Um, the second one. Or it doesn't have to be in order. You know, I'm not going to put that kind of I'm gonna, pressure I'm on I'm going to throw red velvet cake out there because we talked about it. Eh. Blood pudding? Try again. Eh. Tiramisu. Blood pudding really isn't red. Tiramisu? No. Good Good guess. I thought that no. would be a good guess. Um, 
gosh, I'm trying to pie of some sort. Mince pie. Eh. What else could be on there? Asparagus. For Valentine's? That goes with the steak. <laughs> okay. Okay, it does, but no. Um, I'm running out of recipes. Pasta. Pasta. Alfredo. Spaghetti carbonara is number three. I've made that. That's Supposedly really because it's like quick to make. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other ideas? Uh, Fettuccine Alfredo. Absolutely not. All right. I'm... Okay, so I'll run through them real quick. Run through them real Number quick. one, steak with peppercorn sauce. Number Amen. two, dolphin-wise potatoes. It's kind of like a scallop potato. It looked okay. really good. Uh, spaghetti carbonara was number three. Number four was cupcakes. Now, cupcakes, to me, need to be special. Mm-hmm. You know, not just any run-of-the-mill, out-of-the-cake box, into the muffin tin. You need yeah. to have fillings, frostings. You know, But that is kind of an advantage of a cupcake. You can make a lot of different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, number five was quick and easy cocktails. Okay. So that's that makes not sense. necessarily something that, that we would booze. have here at the Reed Home. But we have had some fun with mocktails. Yes, we have. Do you remember the recipe right off? It was from Black Rifle Coffee. Oh, it was uh, a shot of espresso, uh-huh. uh, grenadine, grenadine syrup, grenadine, and then Coke. Right, so it's like two ounces of Coke, a shot of espresso, grenadine syrup over ice. Yeah. Delicious. It was really good. It was really, really good. And then uh, when we first... Uh, you called her Mimi. I called her Jennifer, a mm. uh, friend of ours from the Jackson area. She used to make this mocha punch with coffee, ice cream, and I don't know what kind of. I vaguely what, remember what she this. put else in it, but it was it was amazing. So real quick, uh, number six, beef Wellington. Okay. So if sense. I'm gonna, you know, I've got my personal uh, Mark the Chef to make that for me because he's yeah. he's got a lot of experience in that. <laughs> and then vegetarian Valentine's meals. So you know. No, thank you. Mm. Strawberry cheesecake, okay, fine, but it's strawberries are not in season. Yeah. Uh, sea bass, no, thank you. No. Nope. I mean, it might be great, but it's not the first thing that comes to my mind yeah, when it not, comes to Valentine's. Steak is the oh, number one. fish. And then the, the line number 10 is Valentine's biscuits. What is that? A biscuit in England is? Oh, a cookie. A cookie. It's a Valentine's cookie. Right. So it's hard to beat a good cookie if it's, you know, done right with the right kind of icing and that kind of Yeah, you are right. So, All right, you know what those drum beats mean. It's time for our flavorites. Dad, what's your flavor for this week? I'm going to keep going with the food theme, especially the um, chocolate theme. Okay. And tell you about Askinosi chocolate. Ooh, I it's, do love uh, it. Let me just go ahead and spell it for you so people can look this up. It's A-S-K-I-N-O-S-I-E dot com. Askinosi, that's the name of the man who started it, Sean Askinosi. I first learned about it. I got a buddy named Kevin Pruitt who has a podcast called Rising Tide Startups. Mm-hmm. So if you're into startups and entrepreneurship, uh, check that one out. And he interviewed Mr. Eskinosi on this, because he has a book called Meaningful Work. Mm-hmm. And I, I got the book. I read it. It's a crazy good book if you're into the... It's kind of a good business book. Uh, it's the book I wish I had written um, <laughs> in the sense that, I mean, it just makes sense. He's, You know how some people will, will build a business and then do some positive things in the world once they have made money. He Mm. started out doing that from the Mm get-go. I mean, he was a powerful and well-known lawyer uh, and then just kind of got burnt out and then started making chocolate and, you know, won all kinds of good food awards Mm -hmm. and stuff like that for the chocolate. So what he does is he'll go to the chocolate grower, kind of train them or, you know, guide them into how, you know, making the quality the way they grow it. 
mm-hmm. the way they treat it. I don't know all the process, but uh, in in the process of from bean to bar, you know, he's in it from the bean, mm-hmm. and then he puts money back into the the, uh, communities. the communities where it comes from, like Ecuador and the Philippines and other places. And it's just an incredible story. The chocolate is a little bit high dollar. I just have to know that. But I it's think delicious. You are the you are the one. You have to go online and kind of. You can order it, of course. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite. I think that we had the s'mores bark. S'mores was good, which was really good. Um, they do a lot the of dark chocolate. The one was good too, if I remember. Yeah, they do some. They call them collaborations, and they'll kind of team up with other companies um, mm. to add little you know bits and pieces inside yeah. it. Um, they have a white chocolate made with goat milk powder. But, like, the cocoa butter comes from their beans. Mm-hmm. The cocoa comes from their beans. Everything is is very carefully chosen. They know exactly where every part of that bar comes from. Right. And, they and they, and again, they, they give back. There's uh, A few years ago, I bought some chocolate tablets uh, for me and the kids. And um, basically, it's, it's a Filipino deal, and you make hot chocolate from it. Mm-hmm. And everything... All the money from that goes back to that village to take care of like lunches for schools there uh, for the kids who are not getting enough. That's really to eat. cool. So yeah, so askanosi.com, askanosi chocolate, check it out. Um, by the time you hear this, it might be a little bit late to order it for Valentine's Day, but uh, check it out. You can there's a like a store locator. You can find one near you. I think there's one in Jackson, Mississippi that, that I think used it's to have like it. in the Madison area. Yeah, it, if they still have it, it's it, that's the closest one to us. So what, what about yourself? Well. I am not going to stick with the food thing, but my favorite for this week is the movie Brave, um, the one about the Scottish warrior princess. That would be the Disney cartoon. Yes, the Disney cartoon. Or sorry, the animated feature. However you want to say it. But uh, I watched that um, the other night with my girlfriend and my roommate and his fiance. So, you know, there was a love part of that, but it was... (laughs) Okay. But it was a really good film. It held up really well. It was funny. Um, good storyline. Animation was really, really well done. Is this the first time you've seen it? It's the second time I've seen it, actually. Because okay. I was like watching it, and there was a lot of things that I was like, oh, man, I totally forgot this was I was going to say, movie. did you catch any meaningful moments that you missed the first time? I caught a couple because I've seen like some of the like the Mike and uh, Sully background uh-huh. and yeah. stuff like that. So I caught some of the little stuff in it. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Family friendly feature, but it holds up well. So okay, well I think that's kind of cool because I mean even before I was married, I used to collect Disney movies. I think maybe we talked about that in the collections episode. Yes, I think we did. All those movies. I mean, not just the Disney ones, but all the most recent kind of animated movies with the with the better effects and better mm-hmm. animation. It, uh, they're a lot of fun. I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons I got Disney Plus, not just for The Mandalorian. Yeah. I got it so I could watch everything again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't have time to do I it. I did find out that they sneak a lot more adult jokes in there than you realize. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's what helps them stay relevant for adults as well. There were yeah. some and really then, funny ones. And what's her name? What's the name of the character? Oh, gosh. I couldn't tell you. Okay. So, Miss Brave. Uh, Meredith, maybe? Uh, I don't know. But she was on Once Upon a Time. She showed up in that TV show as well. Mm-hmm. And then we watched uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet the other night. And yeah, and she, and she was one in of there. the princesses. Yeah, when, they have when all the of them girl in goes there. in the princess room. <laughs> yeah. So she had a pretty big role in that. Yeah, no, they they like to mix a lot of cameos in and Absolutely. stuff like that. So. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast and think others might enjoy it too, please share. Please give us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you may have found us. And they are Legion. 
You can find us on the worldwide interweb at Vittle Vital Pod on Instagram and Twitter, Vittles and Vitals Podcast on Facebook, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea of a subject you'd like to hear us cover, shoot us a DM. And remember, if it's vital, look for the Vittles. <laughs> <laughs>